Hi, and welcome to the first broadcast of Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThingFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Camber Hill. Today is Friday, March 16th, 2007. Anything. <laughs> well, that's a nice little samba intro. Isn't that's it? A nice, nice little. Nice little we're just going to shuffle our way shuffle, into shuffle. our new podcast environment. Uh, Everyone can look around the room and they can see that we've got. It's completely changed now. The furniture is completely different. Yep. Different drapes on the windows. We have new um, iceberg roses, white iceberg roses. Iceberg roses outside growing. by the Buddha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a completely different environment. Goodbye to Two Drunks on Thursday. <laughs> and hello to Sounds. Fabulous. fabulous. Yay. Yes. Yay. And welcome. Welcome to our new podcast. Yeah, here's to Sounds Fabulous. Oh my God, the wine glass. I oh, mean, the water glasses. Uh, water, yes. Water it's, glass. it's crystal clear water. Crystal clear. And occasionally we like have my awareness. That, occasionally we take advantage of that holistic muscle relaxer made from grapes. Mine's, uh, I think, a Syrah. No, it's a Merlot by oh. Crescent Moon and, or and something. And yours is a Chardonnay. Yeah. I'll grow Still up Still Hill. In our new... Um, environment of sounds fabulous um what have you got in store for us today what are we going to talk about we have something very very exciting exciting yes it's never it this is going to be a world a world first what it hasn't been mentioned anywhere until now what no great leaders not the dalai lama not the pope whatever or (laughs) not marianne williamson not oprah no it's here on Sounds Fabulous. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about a very specific distinction for bright minds, and that is there are so many people you get the pleasure of meeting who are enlightened. That's and right. enlightenment is a very, very big meaning. They're enlightened, and you assume when you meet them, many of these people, that they are very well educated. And you just sit in awe, and you learn so much, and you can't wait to get back in their space. However, there's a whole big country full of people out there uh-huh. who are so well-educated and so under-enlightened that it's pathetic. Uh-huh. And I am here with you to turn the tables and put things into proper order. I see. So what you're talking about is the difference between people who are... Um, educated or book smart versus people who are enlightened or as we would say spirit smart spirit smart right okay so now we have whether well, street smart no, we have as three, you've distinguished right, we have three levels of smart <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> simplifying we smart three, we have street smart book smart and, and spirit and smart spirit smart right. interesting and how do you tell the difference between someone who is book smart and someone who is spirit smart um that would be putting uh, President um, Bush is what I would call uh, dumb. Well, no, <laughs> let's just say he's book smart. If I would, anything, I would actually call cheating. Him, I would book call, smart. I would call him street smart. But go ahead. No, no, I, I no, would, no, I no, would, no. Honestly, I no. Would, don't give him that. I no. would say, let me let me defend that. I would no. call him street smart because a lot of people accuse him of not being very book smart. But he does okay, have a, he does have a good 
way of manipulating people and, and and charming people and getting the things that he wants done. And from the few articles that I've read about him, there haven't been many, but the, those that few that I have read say that in person, one on one, he's a very charming man. He's very uh, disarming and uh, generally very well liked. He's got a good sense of humor and he knows how to win over people. That I call street smart. Okay, Unless, you know, well, now we're off the subject. Well, we're talking about George. Well, Bush we're defining show. it. So yeah. you, you've made a valid point. So I'm not going. I'm going to go with you. Oh, thank you. On allowing him, you know, the the problem I had swallowing it when you first said it was um, I really consider street smart, very edgy and sharp and clever. Uh, therefore, he wasn't. But now that you have packaged your idea, I'll go along with it for the time being. Um, and then there's book smart. Right. And that is where we really put a lot of emphasis. All of our parenting and all of our, uh, you know, Socrates lovers get off on this, um, you know, can you memorize it to rote? Can you regurgitate it and spit it out? And can you use it in your medical association? And can you bring it to the table as a producer or director? So that's the edu- book smart guy. But then... There are people who are becoming much more um, relevant and much more reverent in our society who are spirit smart. And the beautiful thing with a spirit smart person like you, uh, you you combine the three of them as a gentleman. You have book smart. You have your bachelor's in arts degree. You are, uh, is that right? Did I say it right? Fine arts. Fine arts. Even snobbier. I'm sorry. I took off the pissy off of his fabulous education that cost him a bloody fortune. And um, and then you have street smart um, from your days. Let me see on the streets, and then all the way from the Midwest through Texas, right into California, with nothing in his pocket. I but a lever on his arm and a tank full of gas. Before I was book smart, I thought street smart meant you knew how to drive. <laughs> you managed. You managed. I got down the avenue. You did. I've been around the block. You did. And then you're spirit smart. Um, even without... The nice thing about people like you and uh, people in oh your family... God, it's all about me today. Uh, it won't be for long. Is that <laughs> you are... Your spirit smart is something you're, you, you become aware of almost later. Only you depend on it virtually throughout your whole life. But you begin to respect it later. But you have the foundation of your street smart and your book smart... And then your spirit smart's always been there because you were born with it. Not everybody's born with it. And um, then at a ripe age of 40, it all comes into fruition and you're using it. And so, um, Years ago, I was invited to go on a retreat to Sedona, Arizona. And at the time, everything about my life was about the relationship that I was in. I was having a very difficult time. So, of course, that came out at the retreat and the group therapy and everything. And that group took a great deal of time to inform me that there's more to life <laughs> than the person that you're partnered with and mm. how happy they're making you. In fact, I learned at that time that I'm the only person that's responsible for my own happiness. And it all started there. It opened up a whole new and how old were you? door in my head. Or what I, was age? 30. I just turned 30. 30. Yep, 30, 30, 30. 30. is a good time for a man yeah. to start growing up. So um, when so the person... 30. So, up until that point, I remember hearing a lot about people saying, well, when you're enlightened, this happens. And when you're enlightened, that happens. I'm like, well, when does this enlightenment occur? Do I have to see a ball of light fall from the sky or something? What is mm-hmm. usually the, no. the signpost that, that tells you you're on the road to enlightenment? There aren't any. 
There are, however, because to say that there are specific signs is um, to narrow the way in which spirit reaches the humanness and gets into the mind, body, and soul. Um, because there are a variety of ways in which you're touched and become consciously aware, consciously. You're no longer operating on an unconscious or subconscious level, which as if, if you want to get into Western um, uh, technical, techno theory, the, uh, Freud mentioned our subconscious as well as uh, Jung. Jung, isn't that how you say it? Jung. Jung. Yes. I always, Jung. I'm, always, I'm always sensitive to the mispronouncing it. Yes. Jung. Uh, they all talk about the subconscious. When you're when you're when you are enlightened, you are aware of the many different layers of being alive. Suddenly, like you became acutely aware that you were not going to be defined. Your definition of you was not based on the relationship or your ability to get from it the calling it your source of love. You're reaffirming that you get love from this unique, special uh, source plant. It. Right, you got fact, it suddenly. Uh, suddenly, I realized that how the how I was reflected in somebody else's eyes right. was, was not me. Where then you can have that's what you're calling your the demarcation where you suddenly became yes yes that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. There was a, a moment in time after I was at that place in Sedona and learning so much from those people, and then all of a sudden this light came mm -hmm. on and told me, oh my God, my life is completely different than what I thought it was. Right. And I suddenly felt completely right. responsible for my own happiness. And suddenly the loss of that relationship didn't matter one bit to me anymore. All of a sudden my own happiness mattered to me, and it changed everything. My entire life changed mm -hmm. from that moment mm -hmm. on. I get it. I got it completely. From a moment of frustration. Exactly. It came from... It came from that that point of struggle where I, I didn't feel I could get any further than I already yeah. was. You were done with your technology. Exactly. The technology at hand that you had been given had reached its edge. You were at the edge, the perimeter of what was given to you. You and I are a part of a huge mass of men and women who I know become enlightened because you're frustrated. Now, for example, on behalf of the gay community, as an example, a minority. Now, here, however, is a difference in a minority struggle becoming enlightened. When a gay man or woman, let's say they're white, rich, able, but on the inside, there's this constant craving. I think I'll write a song. Oh, no, sure, he did. There's this craving inside. And Kitty Hill, there it's, you go. Oh, I feel Kitty Lane coming through me. Oh, no. Oh, don't yeah, I'm don't, getting very don't, much. Don't Wait, I want to fix your, I want to cut your tree down. Oh, my God, your shoulder. I want to wear plaid. Stop it. Oh, no, I'm going to go back to Camber Hill. Come back, come back to soft. me. Come back okay, to I'm me here. <sighs> so nice to be enlightened. And really channel man. people. Um, Grab a guitar. No, why stop, Katie. Why do I always have to talk you off the edge? I don't know. I love that thing. You said that. Um, people who are in a situation where they are at wit's end, it's that's when spirit comes in and puts its hand deep inside you and shakes you up and starts to remold your brain, your mind. Your brain's always there. So people who run into, or let's say somebody who's crossing the border, who's trying to get to another country, you know, and wants to have liberty and justice for all, mm -hmm. they may reach enlightenment through having gone through the desert, not unlike the biblical, you know, Jesus of Israel did, or he went to there, to that one spot to get so frustrated because he was so damn hungry and needed some water. He wanted to get back to the table with all the fruit and all the people and the girl next to him. 
So you're put into a moment of frustration. Spirit then can put his hand down inside of you and begin to shape you towards being acutely aware of things that are important. It doesn't matter what race you are or how rich you are. However, it does, or how poor you may be or how middle class you may be. It does, however, matter that you want something more and you're at the end of the line of the information enabling you to feel at peace and you are not peaceful, you are screwed up and frustrated and it's in that moment that enlightenment happens. Do you think most people who find enlightenment are seeking enlightenment or do you think they stumble on They're seeking peace. <coughs> They're seeking self-satisfaction and well-being. And with the environment they're in, they are unable and ill-equipped to get self-satisfaction. So it doesn't matter what you're wearing and how pretty you are or how what a piece of crap you're driving. All of those things are inconsequential to the entity's desire for happiness and well-being. I do remember on this retreat that a lot of the people that I was talking to, a lot of the people I was talking to were very, very much enlightened. And every time I would, in the circle, talk about what was on my mind or talk about a complaint or talk about something that was hurting me, they would all speak metaphorically and I did not understand what the hell they were saying. I would say, well, this is happening to me and this is happening to me. And they were like, no, no, it's not happening to you. You're happening to yourself. And then this is happening and you're making this happen because of that. And I'm like, I don't understand what the hell you people are talking about. Yeah, and you know, when you're in an environment like you were in, and it's really cute. When you're element, in an elementary first grade position of enlightenment, everybody's always doing that to one another. Well, you know, what are you getting from this? Or there's a certain tone of childlike um, reverence to everybody telling you what to do and how to do it. I did uh, feel like I was uh, uh, being a little patronized, but I right. also did realize that I was in a position where I set myself up for that, where I was going to be patronized, so I should just, you know, chill out and let it happen. What they actually do is once they mature to a level where they're enlightened, people start to say things that are more question. They're of a, yeah, they are of a question. They were, they were asking, people always they ask were answering people my questions, questions with right. questions. It was making No, me they're making statements the like, yeah. And you don't. You ask the question from the person, the more educated you become on enlightenment, so again, the more educated you become on enlightenment, you then learn the skill of asking questions so that the student is enabled by their own answer. And uh, even if they stumble and come up silly and wrong, when they're at, alone at home in bed, cuddling up with the peace of the nighttime, and they're going to lap into their rest and relaxation. They recall the conversation and they go over it with soft waves of music that suddenly make them aware of the answer, that nugget, that pearl of wisdom that was within their own mind at the time that they didn't relish or allow to come to the surface and then it overtakes them and they are made new. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's the, exactly the process. The teacher just prepares the stage. But... It's all a beautiful thing. I am so glad that it is 2007, and I am Camber Hill, and you are the G-Force, <laughs> and we are able to sit at a demarcation of planetarial evolution where people who are very enlightened are now becoming educated to the point where they may sit 
side by side in a throne next to the other person who is well educated and not quite so enlightened and now the two can master to have chivalry and they can fence one another and who is coming up at the top of the media and of the news is the enlightened person You're right. now it is a great age it seems that way it I is a great age we're going to talk more with Cameron Hill about enlightenment and spirit smarts versus street smarts mm. versus mm. book smarts when mm. we come back after Another. these messages. Mm. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Cameron Hill. This is Sounds Fabulous, brought mm. to you by Images Everything, Los Angeles, and ThinkFabulous.com. So basically what we want to do is we want to give people the opportunity to take part in the podcast, right? In getting answers to their own predicament. So if they're in Darfur, Africa, and they're frustrated, or they're in Chicago, or Texas, and they're having a relationship issue, or... Or a self-esteem issue. Self-esteem issue. Or a clothing issue. A clothing issue. They don't know what shoes to <laughs> or wear. fabric issue or a design Yeah, issue. they don't know what ice plant roses are. They're new on the market. Hello. We want to take this opportunity to invite our listeners to get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to talk about. And we'll address it. If you go to thinkfabulous.com, T-H-I-N-K-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S.com, and you page down, it will say contact information. Go there. And send Thomas Gable uh, or Camber Hill or Camber Hill. You can even ask about your images. You know, how do you how how can you package and present yourself? Maybe we can address that. Or here. comment about the podcast. Tell us how crazy we are. Tell us how stupid want. we are. Tell yeah. us what you think. Uh, think of our podcast yeah. and let us know. We'll read your letters on the air and we'll, and we'll let you know when we're going to do it. So you'll be aware and tell your friends and include your phone number. Maybe we'll even give you a call during our podcast. Ooh, very very fast. Wouldn't that be fun to have three voices Ooh, in the podcast? So give us a shot www.thinkfabulous.com or write us directly at camber at thinkfabulous.com it's on Friday <laughs> who better to talk about interior style than two flaming queens on Friday <laughs> you know, we change it from two drunks on Thursday to two flaming queens on Friday <laughs> still drunk and still talking we haven't stopped yet <laughs> Getting back to our subject of enlightenment, I will say that when it happened, what enlightenment? You know, honestly, I don't think I don't think enlightened people walk around saying, "Hey, guess what? I'm enlightened." Um, no, if I, they are. They're freaks. Yeah, no kidding. But, and they bore me. But I know when it happened, it happened quickly, yeah, uh, virtually overnight, and it the light went on. You're frustrated, and you're open, and it stayed on. Yeah, the light went on, and it stayed on, and yeah. it helped me to deal with the problems. That I was having at the time, and the other thing too is, I was very firm about I'm not going back. Right. You know. Yeah. What did you see? I was focusing all of what was going on with me on that relationship that I was in that 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 ended when I hit thirty. Right. But the fact is, it wasn't just the relationship that I was walking away from. It was everything that I knew in my old life that I was stepping away from at that time. Right. It's very interesting. And you know, you're a successful man. So I say to you. If you're on Wall Street and you want to make it big, if you're in Hollywood, if you're in South, if you're in at the Harvey Wallbanger factory. And Rancho Cucamonga. And you want to make a great cocktail and you want to make it hot and big. If you're an executive secretary, 
if you work for a grocery store, if you're running for political office, if you get enlightenment and you are open to getting an advantage, every player needs an advantage, and enlightenment is the successful person's advantage. Get it. Get a book today. Learn something. Get a Dalai Lama. Get something from Wayne Dyer. Get something from Marianne Williams. Get something from... Uh What's his name? Don, from Donald Walsh. Uh, Donald Neil Walsh. Conversations Donald with God. Conversations with God. That's uh, a great get products from thinkfabulous.com. All of these leaders, thinkfabulous.com, t-shirts, hats, <laughs> um, are things that support the progressive entitlement of enlightenment for the world to get hot. And so, don't, don't forget, of course, janphillips.com. No, janphillips.com. A, a person who always socks me with love, with a velvet glove on the head when I'm with her. Every single bloody time the broad socks me. Dame. I like Dame, not broad. Dame. The Dame socks you. Yeah, she's fabulous. I'm Tommy Gable. I'm Kemper Hill. This has been the very first broadcast of... Sounds Fabulous. Fabulous. Brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. Today was Friday, March 16th, 2007. More importantly, next week, we will be discussing interior design (laughs) by personality and style. Like as if we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you then. Yeah, we'll see you then. Have a great week. I don't think we're going to be able to pull that. So we'll see. We'll shock that hell out of them.